Hello, internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, episode 106. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Bond. James Bond. How do you like your martini? Uh, stirred. Oh. Mmm, not Bond-like. <laughs> I like it with gin and stirred. Yes. Check it, not stirred. Not a vodka one, a gin one. Alright guys, so here we are, we're going to be starting the Sean Connery, um, pretty much James Bond film, we're going to rank them all. If you haven't noticed, we kind of ditched the old uh, video game format for now, because uh, Elgato is a piece of shit as far as a program, and... Hear that, Avermedia? Sponsorous, come on, mm-hmm. send, send us some stuff. But anyway... Guys, what the hell have you been watching or playing or doing? I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. <laughs> because Stars. why not? And I played a bunch of Animal Crossing and I started, I finished <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, the end of that game is wonderful. Uh, it, like, I know that a lot of people are upset about what the ending does. I think it's great, but I won't talk about it here. And I started Tetris Effect. Uh, in PlayStation VR, and that game's a trip. Man. It's fucking gorgeous and has a cool soundtrack and everything. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's Tetris. There's not a lot to say about that besides it's great. Tetsuya Mizuguchi's company, the guy who did Rez, they they made it. So, of course, it's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, when I came over to uh, Andy's stream, I broke his stream, and he blames it on me. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what was up with that. Like, I tried to Google what that was, and I couldn't find anyone else who had ever had that problem. So I just, I, I quit for a while, and then I tried again, and it still didn't work. So then I turned off my PlayStation 4 and turned it back on and just started working. And it has been since. So if you want to see Tetris Effect, as well as uh, soon I'll be playing Snatcher for the Sega CD, go follow my Twitch, twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. Zach, what about you? What have you been watching, playing, or doing? <clears throat> been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'm getting close to doing the Shinra building. I'm like right there where I need to go there now. Um, been playing uh, Command Conquer Remastered. That just came out over the weekend. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's great. They didn't fuck it up. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's probably one of the better instances of a, a remaster of an old game. But it's EA. It, it was EA. It's not Blizzard, so I guess. Can you get it on anything besides Origin? Yeah, it's on Steam. It's that's on what Steam. I, got yeah, I knew EA was starting to do that now. Well, that's good. That's really good. I think it's on GOG, too. But, uh, Ooh, even better. Yeah, I'd get it if you ever liked that series. It's great. Uh, all the redrawn sprites for all the little dudes is like, highly detailed you can zoom in closer zoom out on the battlefield they've got remixed uh tracks uh like like uh frank clapache's band uh tiberium sons like played new versions of the old tracks Ooh, that's super cool and they have remastered versions of the old tracks as well so you can kind of make your own playlist too you can pick and choose what you want that's good yeah very good very good stuff um, watching, I have uh, not really watched anything besides this movie. 
Did you? Um, I know we have our own podcast for wrestling, but did you watch uh, NXT in your house? I was going to, and I, I didn't. I forgot that it was going to be this weekend. Me I, too. I thought, it was like, <laughs> I thought it was next Saturday or some shit for some reason. Because it's usually always on Saturday. I watch um, a couple of matches, and NXT blows it out of the water. Uh, Andy, you've seen NXT. Every time you watch an NXT pay-per-view, you're highly excited about every match. Yeah, NXT is the only thing that, like, if someone was like, hey, you want to watch the NXT pay-per-view? I'd probably say yes. Pretty much everything else, I'm just, I'm checked out on. Like, I don't care about the actual WWE product. I don't care about all these upstarts. I'm interested in hearing what happens, but I'm not going to, like, rent an AEW. Or, no, you got to get that, that, what's that streaming service? It's four letters. I can't remember. But, yeah, I'm not going to fucking watch AEW or or TNA, or even New Japan anymore. Whatever. It's, uh, NXT is the only thing I care about. Mm-hmm. And what, about, what else, uh, Zach? That's it? Um, Yeah, that, that's kind of been it. Okay. Let me go over to me now. I've done nothing besides Sea of Thieves, maybe a couple matches of NXT, and trying to think real hard. Well, you played Sea of Thieves. That's something. Yeah, but it's like a Sunday thing. Like, oh, I watched you do it. It seems. I mean, I have to admit, you guys just like ran around and gathered supplies for a long time, and I, I got a little bored. But, <laughs> but it's like you and three other guys, and they're all streamers too. Is that right? Uh, one of them is streamers. Uh, Mister Valley uh, is part of the community of uh, my friend Bored and Drunk, and oh. and we. The part you saw is uh, we were on an outpost where we gather our resources, then we go out and see. The first place we went to is a skull fort, and we fa- face like these waves of skeletons and stuff. And you fight the captain at the end, and you get booty. And we, br- yeah. we bring the booty back to the outpost. Uh, then we harassed two uh, sloops. Uh, I had a megaphone, and I did this voice, and you're going to hear it in about a second. I'll be like, hello, how's it going? Can you please give me your loot? And uh, <laughs> I did a lot of shit. It was fun. I had a fun night. But I need to start hitting my backlog of games because I have Last of Us Part 2 coming out. Literally, what is it? It's not a backlog. That's a that's a front log. Yeah, but I got to play it. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> I got that. Uh, on the 16th, there's a survival horror game coming out called Daymare. It has like a Silent Hill, Silent Hill feel to it. Either of you going to get that Silent Hill DLC for, what is it, Dead by Daylight? Is that what's doing it? I don't give a shit. Okay. I haven't played that game, so. I heard it was decent, and uh, the DLC looks like they actually cared, because it like has a lot of the original music and shit, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It got me a little hyped. It made me miss, like, good Silent Hill things. But what else, Dubs? What else is coming? That's it. (laughs) I mean, my gaming time has been a little limited. Um, I should be playing more of my Switch since I'm more, you know... After I work, I go straight to bed. Or most of the time, I go to bed. And uh, as you can tell, there's my, you know, work computer right over there. (laughs) Uh... But anyway. Yeah, jump it on your Switch before bed. Oh, uh, I played a bunch of Sonic 2 also on my Switch. I bought Sonic 2 on the Switch. I have no idea why I did it. I wasn't drunk or anything. I just kind of did. 
Was it like five dollars? No, it was a six or seven. I don't remember, but it just came out recently, and I already owned that game like fucking five or six times. And I was like, mm, I need Sonic Two on the Switch. I probably do. And I bought it and I started playing it. Because it's, it's Sonic Two, though. It's just you know, it's like one of the best games ever. Why did you do this? I don't know. I just I wanted it on the Switch. I want all games on the Switch. Don't you have a Nomad? I do. What are you doing? Well, the Nomad takes six AA batteries, and my Switch will play Sonic 2 for 15 hours consecutively on a single charge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I need to play games, dude. I, every time I say that, I never listen to my own advice. I'm always, like, thinking about the show, how I'm going to do things, content-wise. I should just... Be- no, you know what? Fuck the show. Just do what you want to do, and then make the show about you and what you want to do. <laughs> And then if people like it, great. If they don't like it, you know, f- fuck off. Maybe we should turn Accelerated Gamer into a show. Ooh. We can talk about that off the air, though. It's something Zach and I used to do. But anyway, I think you were trying to segue us, and I, I stepped all over it. No, I have one more thing. Uh, this is more oh. of a life update. I don't know if I said it on last show, but I'm starting the keto diet. So mm-hmm. I started last week. Um Last week, I had what they call the keto flu, and I think I'm still going through it. Um, I, my body's sluggish. Uh, I'm having a lot of different bowel movements because that you know that's when you change your diet, stuff like that happens. And um, it's annoying, but I feel like I'm investing my time to do that. One, the money on this fucking diet is crazy. I spent $80 every week for groceries on unhealthy food. Guess how much I have to, uh, well, if I want to, you know, be healthy, how much I'm paying around. Well, this is America. So more, right? A hundred to 150 for one person. Think about that. That's way too much. I was going to say 160. Mm hmm. Cause I'm getting cheeses now. Um, meats, um... What were you eating before? <laughs> well, uh, carbs is gone. I don't have any bread, I don't eat any pasta. Um, I have to buy things that are, like, literally either 1% or 2% carb mm. per serving, or I can't have it at all. Like, pretty much, I looked at some of uh, my cereal... And it has like fucking 25% carbs. I'm like, I can't fucking eat cereal anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of, and keto has some, like if you want to lose more weight, you have to like fast. So like when I eat, uh, I ate before the show, I'm not eating until, you know, next day at five o'clock PM. And I have like a snack in between, like during my lunchtime at work. Mm. So, and plus water. Tons and tons of water. Mm. Well, good luck. I lost a bunch of weight this week. I shaved my beard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. You know what, Andy? Since you are... I, we call you the movie expert because, you know, you, you studied it. in uh, Right? You studied in college? I mean, I had a few classes that were movie-centric. I studied, I studied the study of culture. That was my major, anthropology. So I, I sort of... You're okay. the Bond expert, aren't you? And you are the Bond expert. Sort of. So I'm going to let there, you... There's always going to be something I'm going to say that, that people could call me on. But yeah, I mean, I know more than an average person about 
the James Bond franchise. So I'll let you introduce Dr. No. Um, well, Dr. No is the very first James Bond movie. It stars um, Sean Connery and uh, what's her name? Ursula Andress. Andress, that's it. I can remember her first name. It's so distinct, but the last time I couldn't remember. Um, it's got a pretty iconic M in it. Uh, there's a Felix lighter in it, but I don't think the same actor as Felix after this. I can't remember, though. Um, they wanted to do the movie... Uh, Casino Royale, but they did not have the rights to it at the time, so they decided to do Dr. No instead because it was like a pretty popular book at the time. And for the most part, I think that was a really good thing. This movie, more than most of the other Bond movies, is more like a spy movie. Like, there's still a ton of action in it, but there's more like, oh, he puts powder on his briefcase and puts the hair on the closet so he knows that someone like looked through his shit and stuff like that. Um, so more, more subdued spy kind of shit uh the plot is um some british dude gets murdered in jamaica and he's like an agent for mi6 so bond has to go there and bond is basically an investigator in this movie he's just supposed to figure out what happened to that guy and it's all linked into um the american rockets at cape canaveral are getting like thrown off due to some radio waves or some silly nonsense it's 1962 so they're just trying to send a rocket around the moon that's the big deal at the time because they wouldn't go to the moon for another uh set uh seven years right 69 yep so but yeah so bond goes to the the caribbean the caribbean he goes to jamaica and he gets in all kinds of trouble and there's a car chase and some some gun stuff and there's a dragon at some point and yeah i want to say this this movie uh just like how you said it was like very spy um this felt like a very grounded james bond because like you know what happens later on in the franchise Mm -hmm. he has all these fucking like laser watch fucking uh laser beam yeah there's no like gadgets in this movie like the, the only time there's like a, a a material thing the guy comes in and m is like you can't use that bread anymore that's bullshit get rid of this bread it jammed on you in your last mission here's a walter ppk and bond like doesn't want the gun at first he tries to take the beretta and m is like bond leave the Beretta. He's like, oh, and then he like leaves it on his desk and scoots it across. It. It's, it's like, he kind of seems sad a little bit. Like, oh, I like my Beretta though. <laughs> and that's like oh, the only equipmenty stuff that, that really, that really comes up and, and he's got a, he's got a new sidearm and it would stick with him, I guess forever. Cause it's always that, that PPK. And, uh, you, you know, you got obviously, uh, miss money, penny. Money mm-hmm. penny's in it, M's in it, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of um there's no like uh there's there's no I'm trying to think of a word besides fetishization or whatever, but there's there's not a central focus on like cars. There's not um gadgets like you said. There is a Bond girl in it, but she's just kinda like in the movie by accident, which is weird. She's not like an agent or a, a thief or a scientist. Well, there was many there was many times where uh, I was like, oh, that's the Bond girl, like the one in the beginning at the casino table. I'm like, somehow she's going to come back. Nope, she, she's nobody. <laughs> yeah, she's a nobody. 
And then, then you see the person with the camera, and I'm like, maybe she's a double agent. Maybe she's working for, you know, whoever she was freelancing for. And then she comes on, like, James Bond side, and they fight together. No. And then, and then it was, now, correct me if I was wrong. The lady that, like, slept with, here, here's what I like about Bond in this movie. He knows that she's a backstabber. And she's, like, uh, going to rat him out. So, yeah, the secretary, the, yeah. the agent secretary. So he fucks her mm-hmm. and then takes a taxi and arrests her. <laughs> well, it's important to know Bond, Bond uses sex as a weapon. He's a spy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, he's, he's manipulating people. But, you know, also he's sleeping with a beautiful woman, I guess. But that was another person I was like, is it? And by the way, I'm not being racist at all. Was she Chinese or Asian descent? I'm not sure. I just Asian, as far as I could tell. Yeah, I, I think that's what they were trying to sell it as, but she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that that was the impression I got because she's like, she has like Asian nonsense around her house, and she says she's gonna cook Chinese for him or something. She has like a vague accent, but it's like not really. I can't really place it. I just love like she's like I don't want to go out I just want to cook you know be alone with you and like try to sex him up a little more and he's well, like there's people coming there to kill Bond yeah I I, I understand that but it's funny because he's just like a straight up dick he's like no we're fucking going out okay I don't want to <laughs> deal with your dishwater hands <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he gets to her door and she's like what he's like you were expecting me right and of course she wasn't yeah and it was funny because like he asks for directions. I mean, obviously, you could tell a taxi driver, you know, where where you're going and the directions. But he, like, walks down this whole fucking driveway to her house. And then, like, she's, like, so confused. Like, oh, one, because she's confused. Like, oh, he's still alive. Right. And two, it's just, like, where the fuck is his car? Or where is the taxi that dropped him off? I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty funny. And kind of odd to see that, you know, happen. Uh-huh. Um, the there is one big Bond hallmark that this movie starts and is now in every movie, of course, uh, almost kind of. They tried to get away from it a couple times, but like, uh, James Bond has one of my favorite introductions for a character. It's basically him and Indiana Jones have the two coolest character introductions in film. Is you know with Indy, it's like he stamps a gun out of the guy's hand and you get the silhouette of him. But with Bond, he's at the the card table and the camera she's like what is your name anyway and the camera shows and he's lighting a cigarette and he does bond james bond with the cigarette finally lit oh it's so cool it's so james bond and of course they kept that introduction he says that pretty much every movie and what was with the uh american spy felix fighter yeah was he wearing women's sunglasses when he like stick them up in the fucking shack uh, I don't know. Maybe fashion was different in the early 60s. It was the early 60s, brother. Yeah. It had like a little pointy thing or something. It's, it's something like Catwoman would wear. Yeah, it, it does stand out as being weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe Felix was gay. I don't know. No, that, no, he gets married. He gets married at the beginning of Live and Let Die, I think. You heard it here. Andy says gay people don't get married. Well, he gets married to a woman <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> Um, oh, maybe he's by. I don't know. By far, my favorite character in this film, uh, and I'm pissed that they killed him. Was Quarrel? Yeah, yeah, he died brutally too. Mm-hmm. He gets set <laughs> the fuck on fire. 
I still love the setup where you know James Bond's you know comes to he's like, "Are you Quarrel?" You know, maybe, and then he like leads him to this like shack area. Uh, first, he talks to the bartender. The bar, you know, they come up with a plan. They put him in there. And James Bond still fucked him up, and that's when obviously uh, you know the American spy comes in. Felix, which by the way, you only see him what like three times. You see him at the shack. Or in the beginning, obviously, when he's seen James Bond, yeah. Th- then the shack. Then when they uh, go to that island and stuff, when they go in the, the little uh, boats, mm-hmm. and then obviously at the end when he... at the end you better give us a toe, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that he's just like this supporting character, like he wasn't fighting side by side with James Bond. Well, Felix is an important supporting character throughout all of James Bond. We'll we'll see him turn up more in the movies we're going to watch, and then he turns up more in uh, the Connery Bond movies as well. But he's played by a bunch of different actors, so it's like I remember being younger and being like being completely unaware that they were all supposed to be the same character until I was older. <laughs> like for a while, a black actor's playing him, and. Um, it's like I think there's only two movies that share the same Felix as far as I can remember, but yeah, he's he's an important character. He's like he's he's Bond's friend and kind of kind of like counterpart in the CIA, and they run into each other once in a while. And... All right, Zach, uh, I gotta give you a question now. Okay, what is your uh, favorite part of the movie? Um. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I like the uh, I like the part where he that guy tries to pick him up from the airport, who's not taking him to a yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, whatever that was that a hotel or whatever or was that a government government uh, building? It was government building. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, and then like he figures out, oh, he's working for like you know the Doctor No dude and. Um, <laughs> He has that fight with him and just kind of like makes him look sci- silly. Yeah, he makes him look just absolutely pathetic, and then he just cyanide capsules himself. And then he drives to the fucking building, and he's like, uh, "Make sure he doesn't go anywhere." <laughs> look <laughs> in the back seat; he's like fucking dead, like this. Like <laughs> all the best um, parts of this movie are where Bond is being clever like that. Like, oh, I'm here to pick you up. And he's like, oh, let me call the hotel to make sure my reservation's still good. And he's actually calling to make sure they're supposed to be. Picking him up, the stuff with uh, the secretary, the the yeah. woman, that stuff's all classic. I liked the. Uh, I also like the part where he went to the yeah the secretary woman's house and then like got her arrested. Mm-hmm. But the, my favorite part was when he like set up all this shit throughout the house to look like they did some shit and then they were in bed or something. Mm-hmm. And then he just pulls out a deck of cards and sits in the corner and just waits for the dude to come. Oh, I, th- I think the part that I like laughed out loud at, like I th- my favorite part, I know you didn't ask, but here it comes, might be when the professor like shoots him, like, you know, in, in bed, he thinks he's shooting him. And then he comes in and Bond tells him to throw the gun away and then tells him to sit down. And like the whole time he's like scooting the gun close to him and Bond's like fucking yeah. around, lighting a cigarette, looking away. And he points a gun at him and goes, click. He goes, that's the Smith and Wesson. You had your six. Yeah, then he fucking, I love <laughs> and then he fucking shoots it. <laughs> that was great. 
And then um, could have interrogated or arrested him, but that's ah, too cool. You got to shoot it. the guy. <laughs> the, and then the the chase before that, the car chase, where like the guys fucking drive off the cliff because they can't clear that fucking ex- excavator or whatever it is. They were on their way to a funeral. <laughs> I fucking laughed at that. Then I was like, "Come on, please blow up." The car was going down the hill, and I'm like, "Please blow up!" It blew up. I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> it blew up like mid, like going down. Yeah. Which I don't get, by the way. Is that even a thing that it would blow up, or they just wanted to blow it up? No, I think that's a movie thing. Yeah, okay. you just blow up movie, blow up car. It's fun. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to bring up the again in the airport scene. I love the setup of that. I love that, like you see the, uh, you know, Felix. You see the the woman with the camera, and then you see the the person that's the driver. And you the whole time you're just like, who the fuck is the bad guy? <laughs> They, they set up a lot of pieces all at once. Like, that's, in my opinion, I'm not a professor or anything, but in my opinion, that's really good screenwriting. Because it, it's like, well, here's like four mysteries all at once, and all of them are going to have payoffs. So that makes watching the movie, like, really, really rewarding. You find out who Felix is. You find out who the chick with the camera is. And right away, you find out, like, who the guy is picking him up and, like, what's going on there. And it it... it Increases the mystery because, like, who scared this guy so bad that he'd rather kill himself than let Bond take him in, you know? And uh, I also want to bring up the the spider scene. Um, so, fun fact that... That's a special effect, right? Yeah, fun fact yeah. is that Sean Connery fucking hates spiders. He was not going to let that happen. And the only time <laughs> that they had a real tarantula be near Sean Connery is that there was a uh, window plane between him and Sean Connery. And there was a, actually a mistake in the film where you see <laughs> like this spider floating in the air next mm-hmm. to, to Sean Connery. I figured it was like some kind of effect. I fucking love that scene though. Cause it was like, God damn. Yeah, no. And then, <laughs> and then he throws, he, when, it, when it gets off of him, he throws it the fuck off the bed. And then he just go, he hits it with his shoe, and the orchestral sting keeps going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the the background music does it with him, doesn't it? I forgot yeah, it's that. like doo, doo. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Oh man. Um, I want to say like eighty percent of this movie, I was digging, and when it got to the Doctor No like special whatever secret base that he had going on. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, this movie doesn't finish as strong as most Bond movies, and that's that's what makes Doctor No so interesting. When I was younger, I remember not liking this movie that much, so I hadn't watched it in like ten years or something. So I forgot a lot of it for this viewing, and its charm is all the really clever Bond. Um, uh, spy shit and he's like being a detective and stuff that's all well written well directed well acted you can do that with anyone as long as they have talent but the end of the movie now you need a budget you need special effects you need um pr- uh, practical effects you need all kinds of stuff that they didn't necessarily have the budget for and also it's 1962 like they didn't have the technology that they would have later to do a bunch of fancy you know, oh, Moonraker, we're fucking fighting lasers in space, kind of stuff like that. <laughs> so this this Bond movie is like the is it like doesn't have it doesn't have the opportunity to have all these other Bond elements, but it's still a great Bond movie, and it's because it comes right down to um, uh, Ian Fleming being a great uh, writer 
and Sean Connery being a great actor and just like the movie's just clever and entertaining no, no matter what. Like you don't need special effects. It's just Bond being a, a smart spy. And you don't see just to because you know me, I miss some things sometimes throughout the movie. Um, you don't see Dr. No literally until that scene when they're having dinner, correct? Right. Yeah, I think I, I guess you see his hand when Bond is drugged, but that's like a scene before it. So, yeah, you hear him earlier when that uh, geologist guy goes to. That's the, right. That's right. To I told you never to come here in the daylight. Yeah. Choose him out. Give him the spider. Yeah. So like the whole time I was like the person they killed in the beginning. I thought it was like going to be like a twist. Like he's Dr. No. I don't know. No. I don't know why. I'm. I guess I'm always like into the twist. I thought that was gonna be like the, because when they reveal them, I'm like. And by the way, his hands were they mechanical or were they wooden steel things? I, he lost. He lost his hands. I can't remember if he says how. I think I haven't read Doctor No, but I think in the book they expand upon his background a ton more. They talk more about him stealing. Ten million dollars from the Chinese mafia, and they talk more about how he lost his hands and how he knows so much about atomic power. I think, mm-hmm. and in the movie, they were just like, oh, he's he's super, he's a super villain. He's fucking with U.S. rockets, whatever. Just just leave him alone. He's got a claw for hands. Shut up. They did reference the him stealing the money from like the Chinese mafia there, though. Mm-hmm. Is just that the, yeah, his hand. I think they were mechanical. They were metal. Well, because, it, like, he threatens him because he crushes he crushes something there at the table. Yeah, but in that when they fight on that little platform and then like he's trying to like pull himself up, it's like his hands keep slipping on the metal. Yeah. It's like he can't get a grip. Like like it's metal on metal and he's just sliding and he falls down to the fucking reactor shit. Mm-hmm. I wanna say right off the bat, the dragon thing was kinda stupid. A little lame. It's not kinda stupid, it's awful. I fucking hate that thing. It looks terrible. It's a bad effect. They should have done anything else. That seems like something I would have seen in like a fucking what's that movie? Detroit three thousand or whatever. <laughs> Death Race or like Death a Race Mad Max movie. Yeah, but there's a, there's a movie called Detroit nine thousand or some shit too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was like, well, that just seems so out of place in this movie. <laughs> yeah, someone just like built a shitty tank around like an Oldsmobile. And it has a legit flamethrower in, in it, I guess. But I mean, yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh, he's got a dragon. It has glowing eyes." Blah blah blah. Like, no, that mm, you didn't convince me. I, like, I, I'm sure in the book it's described as being like this fucking badass tank, and it's because you know they had flamethrower tanks in like the army, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. I, I don't know, but I, they should have done anything else. They should have changed that. They should have written it so that he just had like. I, I don't know a bunch of a bunch of ninjas. There's ninjas on this island. Oh man, scary! I don't know. Jamaican ninjas. Jamaican ninjas. Well, I mean, he's he's no. Asian, and it's the '60s, so people think, oh, all Asians are ninjas or something. Why isn't Jamaican ninjas a movie? <laughs> I would see it. I would see it. Um, yeah, and I just hated the idea that like the whole island was scared of this like. Uh, urban legend dragon and there was a part where i kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because the the woman that they met on that island you know just out of nowhere and she goes look it's the dragon and i'm like it's fucking tire tracks (laughs) what (laughs) 
Like, was she being, was she saying like, oh, it's a dragon, it's a machine? Or was she saying, oh, that's the dragon? I don't know. Did, did people not know what tanks were in 1962? Like, that's the only thing I can think of. But Look, I mean, social, they media, social media didn't exist. Word didn't get around. People just heard there was a dragon. Yeah, but people had <laughs> seen, like, war serials and stuff and movies. Okay. I don't know. I don't she's know. A, it it seems stupid. That's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> it's the, the dragon. Mm. Um, I don't know what else to say about this film. Uh, is there anything I'm missing? Um, what do you think of, I guess, Dr. No's, like, plot, like, to... I thought, that, I thought that was weak and kind of not explained well, too. Yeah, he's just like, they didn't hire me, so fuck them, I'm gonna pull the rockets out of the sky. I, I know this is where they start the Spectre shit. Right, like, they, oh. he alludes to Spectre, and, and, uh, um, you, this could be chalked up to just, like, poor planning on their part, but it ended up being a really good setup, because Spectre is a real slow burn for the next couple movies. Like, Bond doesn't, like, go after Spectre proper right off the bat. It just, like, it, it comes slowly. And, and it's actually really cool. But I don't know if they meant to do that on purpose or not. But uh, I, like, in the middle of all that stuff going on, especially at the part where they're, like, in that lab doing their shit, I'm like, what is, what is he actually trying to do? Like, it, 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 I, didn't, I don't feel like that was explained very well in the movie. And then I had to look it up. I, I went and looked it up. It's like, oh, he's interfering with the rocket launch with fucking radio waves. Yeah, they talk about it fairly early in the movie, but all the, it, they they say someone is doing this, and independent of that, Bond is um, investigating this murder, and it because that's what the guy was trying to figure out is oh, who's interfering with these rockets. We're trying to help the Americans or something like that. I think I thought up a better plot than what they came up with, or at least a device anyway. Because, like, when they were talking about all that, like, uh, he found this these uh, samples and they were, like, irradiated. I thought Dr. No was, like, harvesting fucking uranium and making a warhead. Hmm. <laughs> and then, like, it was like, no, he's just, he, he's powering his facility with nu- nuclear power and he's shooting radio waves. Yeah, yep. but by the way... Speaking of radiation, was the mud radiated? Is that what they were going for with the clothes? Or was, like, the island just radiated with shit? Because, like... The swamp was. The swamp was irradiated. It's implied... I I think, this is what I got out of it, but they're mining um, radioactive material on the island that they have used to make the reactor. So when they're out there, they're, like, around where it is. So they're exposed to the radiation. It's in the mud. It gets on them. Yeah, because then they do the part where, like, oh, take off your clothes. And I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, me being, like, Bond is a womanizer. He's like, have her take off her clothes first. <laughs> oh, it's because his hands were handcuffed. He couldn't get his shirt off with handcuffs on. Yeah, but, you know, he could have just been like, all right, take my handcuffs off. He had an excuse. He, he thought it through. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't know. I, it was I feel an excuse like... to have the camera pull off of her so that she could be naked and we, us not see anything. And also, if you look closely, when she gets off the little conveyor belt, you can see she's wearing like a black tube top or something. <laughs> um, the whole and what's funny about Doctor No is like he tries to invite like James Bond. He's like, "You're sm- you're a smart guy. Uh, 
I think you would be great for Spectre. And like James Bond just, you know, clearly just says, well, fuck you. I don't want to be in your little fucking boy band. What's he call him? Like an unimaginative policeman or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the part where he's like, I could just squish you like this. And he like takes like an Asian like gold thing or statue. I don't know what it's called. Uh, and then he, you know, crunches it up. <laughs> and like James and like Sean Connery just gives him this like look. You're like, the fuck? <laughs> I really like that. Um, the fucking suits that they had in the uh, room. Uh, very, very 60s like. And that one guy who was turning the valves was literally just wearing a fucking trash bag that they blew air into. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I don't like it had that tube, so he just like looked like a big clear Gumby. And I was like, wow, that looks fucking awesome. It was like they didn't. I'm not scared of these people at all. It was like they had everybody else had a car. We need one more for, for Bob. Yeah. Fuck. Well, we have these clear trash bags. <laughs> I'm sure those are all like actual radiation suits or something, but. You know, today there would be like a whole team of designers that designed like the the super scary radiation suits for the Spectre bad guys. But back then they were, uh, what, what do radiation people wear? I don't know. These are these weird loser plastic suits. Okay, we'll order twelve of those and we'll put the bad guys in them. Can I can I get a clear plastic bin, please? Put it on my head. Mm-hmm. You know, the budget for this movie was I I think it was still pretty small for sixties movies. It's like a million dollars. Ooh, that is kind uh, of, I think. And it, it, like, I, I don't know, like, money wise, but like, it fucking grossed like almost 60 million all when, when it's all said and done. Woof. So it was a success. It's a mm-hmm. good, it's a good film. It's just the ending was kind of lame a little bit. Like, I fell off. I was like, I, I really like three quarters of the movie, but then when they get to Crab Key, I'm, it, I, I kind of falls off for me a little bit. I thought it picked up more toward the end when he when he's like skulking around. He escapes his cell, and um, he's in the control room, and they're about to like do the evil stuff. They're about to make the rocket crash, and he, he's like trying to figure out how to stop him. And so he goes up there and just like punches the guy and like cranks the thing all the way up. Like from then to the end, it gets a little exciting again. Yeah, it does. It's like for from the moment where they meet uh, Honey and. Mm to pretty much when he escapes his little cell. That part for me is kind of bleh. I like uh, I, I like the bad guy inviting them to dinner so that he can talk about how smart he is and his evil plan. I like that. that. Yeah. That's another like classic Bond thing. Can we... This is how fucking intelligent I am. Fuck you. Fuck Britain. Fuck the West. Can we talk they're, about... Can, can East-West, we... their, their direction's on a compass. They're equally stupid. <laughs> can we talk the, about the part where he does escape the prison? What fucking happens, like, at the start? Like, he puts his head near the vent, and the vent, like, explodes? Was that... It's electrocuted. Okay. Yeah, he, he got electrocuted yeah. there, and then he, like, fucking... That's why he took his shoe and used it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just thought it you was, You ever like... gotten shocked? It fucking sucks. Well, no... <laughs> No, no, no. I get that, but it didn't seem like a fucking, like, it got electrocuted. It just felt like the whole fucking vent just shotgunned him or something. And just how the explosion looked to me. Hmm. Man, it, that whole that whole sequence when he's in, like, the ductwork, he's trying to crawl through there. It, like, it felt almost like a different movie with, like, the score and everything. I was like, yeah. what the hell? This turned into, like, a fucking horror movie. <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever saw, like, the Cube movies or, like, when... Uh, 
I, I it felt like that because like each part of the event, like things were happening. Like ob- yeah. obviously there, there was the electricity uh, fence thing, and then he got like to was it the vent started getting hot? Is that why he took off his uh, cloth? Yeah. yeah, so he got hat. And then all of a sudden, a fucking water just comes and just squirts him out. And that, yeah. I was like, wow, there's so many traps in this vent. It's crazy. This is where the cube uh, fucking, the influence for the cube came from was there. And Dr. No. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, like I said, you know, I enjoyed most of the movie. The ending, I, I I thought the villain didn't really pay off for me in this one. Well, wait till we get to Goldfinger, bitch. Goldfinger! So, we, gotta, we gotta get through From Russia With Love first, which is one of the best Bond movies, period. Don't, don't fucking, don't at me. That's, that's just a fact. They made a video game out of it. That's true, they did. Sean Connery came back to do that voice in that video game. I want to play that video game. I have it. I haven't played it yet. Hmm. Is it on PS3 or is that a PS2? No, uh, I don't think it's been like. Yeah, I don't think it's been put on anything. I think it's only on PS2. No, it's on like no, it's Xbox. But it's on Xbox as well. I have it for Xbox. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Mock. Yeah. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Um. So I guess we all recommend it. Fuck yeah. It, the, the ending isn't as bad as they're making it sound. This is a really good movie, beginning to end. And I've been reading online uh, the, the new Bond film that's coming out. Apparently, the villain is based off of Dr. No. I read that somewhere, too, and it kind of it made me excited because they, they haven't touched on it since 1962, so I kind of want to see what they do. Mm-hmm. And we have the guy from uh, Mr. Robot doing it, so it's interesting. All right, guys. Uh, actually, Andy, since you are the Bond expert, what is the next the next movie's Russia with Love? Yep. From Russia with Love came out, I think, the very next year, 1963. Um, Sean Connery came back, and I, do, I think the director came back, but I won't swear to it. Um, like I said, I already kind of alluded to this is considered one of the best movies. It's one of my favorites. This is top three. Uh, this movie has the perfect blend of, like, shooty bang bang action shit and cool interesting cold war spy shit because in this one they they get back to the basics the russians are the bad guys this is the cold war kids fuck the ruskies ruskies exactly exactly um all right time to get to some news that matter to us um so Sony fans, if you were wondering when the reveal is going to happen, it's happening on the 11th. I don't know what time because I'm a bad host, <laughs> but I know it's happening on the 11th and it's going to be like one of those uh, videos that everybody does now because, you know, Corona. Um, also, another news, Twitch is finally getting, I wouldn't say attacked, but finally the music industry is like, oh, you know, we attack all the other social medias. What is the next thing to claim money on? Twitch. So if you have any copyrighted music from anything, you can be claimed. Or not even claimed, they could ban you on the uh, the site. Well, this can't surprise anyone, right? Like, this was kind of expected. 
I think it was. Here's here's the thing. I think they always knew it was going to come, but Twitch should have been prepared for it. Because now imagine you as a big streamer. I'm not a big streamer. I you know I had only uh, 250 clips that I needed to delete. Um, because they can go back on those ones that you save. So imagine you as a big streamer have over thousands upon thousands of clips and saved videos on Twitch. And they have copyrighted material. That sucks. And uh, apparently, you know, you can't have background music with copyrighted while being live as well. So you could be ousted that way. I don't know. It's a little lame. What's your guys' opinions? I still, like, everyone should have seen this coming. Of course. Of course. I, as soon as Twitch was owned by Amazon, I kind of figured this was going to happen, like, the next fucking day. But I don't know. For some reason, they took years to get around to it. Of course you can't use copyrighted material on your Twitch stream. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to. That's not That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, duh, the co corporations are going to come for you doing that. I, I just I, I don't know when I read that I was like what just now like I always just kind of assumed you couldn't like every time I, I like stream something like rock band or something I'm like am I gonna get fucking sued because I played a Foo Fighters song on Twitch or what's gonna happen here <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just Twitch should have been more prepared I think they just didn't care they were just and I bet you Amazon got a cease and desist by like I don't know just a random like big band and they were just like fuck we, get, we need to enforce it so we won't get sued. Zach, what about you? You care? You don't give a shit? I don't care. I'm not on Twitch. There you go. I, I, I'm with Andy. They should have seen this fucking coming. <laughs> Other than that, I have no more news to talk about. And you guys, anything ha to say? Uh, have nothing to say, do I? <clears throat> Doyle rules. No, I don't really. No, there's no news. Okay, uh, you think, are we ready to close it out? Let's see. Alrighty. Guys, if you want to watch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on Spotify and iTunes as well if you search Nerd Review Network. If you want to catch, uh, whenever we do a wrestling show, getting some color at me and Zach, the same way. And if you want to watch more of the Nemesis Project, the same way. Um, as far as me with streaming... Uh, I'm on twitch.tv slash joedubs35. Andy, what's yours? Uh, twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. Like I said, uh, be on the lookout. Maybe one day it'll be cliche mustache, but someone's sitting on it and doing nothing with it. So, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, have you created the second channel yet? Nope. All righty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to do a change because I've, I've done a lot of like dubs FM where I'm just like, kind of DJing and playing a little of music that had to end a little bit, uh, not a little bit forever. Um, so I'm probably going to make Saturdays, um, survival horror Saturdays. So I could go through all my survival horror games that I, you know, get and as a backlog as well, which one are you going to do first? What's first? Um, yeah. Well, one, I got to finish fucking Resident Evil six. Does that even count as a fucking survival horror? Uh, no. No. Then I guess then I guess Daymare is my next one. Okay. Snapmare. I thought you said that's not out yet. June sixteenth. It's not June sixteenth. 
in uh in a week it will be fine fine <laughs> well i think that's where we'll end it folks until next time see you later thanks for listening bye oh i exit out of the damn thing <laughs> exit out of the damn thing